Hello and welcome to Freeball, the volleyball podcast for yet another episode. It's going so well. But this week we have a special guest host in Mark Garcia Kidd standing in for Cameron Beck, who is inspiring the youth in the schools of London. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I mean, I could only hope one day to inspire as many people as Cameron Beck inspires those youngsters. But I'll do my best on this podcast that he does in his fair time. You inspire me every day, Mark. Mark is currently, well, still the leader of the Champions Race on the UK Beach Tour and has played internationally for England on, well, on the beach and indoor volleyball as well. So we're very lucky to have him here. Gas, should we start with the news? Absolutely, Louis. Big news this week is that Bruno and Pedro, the Brazilian, you would say potentially number one pairing, have split up. Pedro has teamed up with Victor Felipe, who has in turn split up with Evandro, who has teamed up with Bruno. So it's all changed yet again in Brazilian volleyball. It's not been the best time for Brazilian men's volleyball as of late, but that's big news. I feel like they've been massively a transition period, trying to find their feet, a lot of partners changing. Um, but honestly, the pairing of Evandro and Bruno is just a no-brainer. Like, hopefully we'll see more of Bruno, because not many people go after either of those two when they're in their partnerships. Yeah, who do you serve? <laughs> I mean, if you've got a big blocker, hopefully you go over Evandro. But, I mean, the guy can hit a ball two metres in court from three metres off the net. So then do you go for someone like Bruno, who shows the same picture in the air and is probably one of the hardest players to read? That's what I. That's what I love about Bruno is the way that he sees the court, but the way that he opens up and he shows that oh, same picture. He's to the unreal. Line, go angle. I was very lucky to watch him at the when he won the world champs in 2015. You couldn't read or guess what he was going to do, and he is a phenomenal player. And they're both fantastic setters as well. Well, especially Evandro. Like he's definitely made vast improvements in that area. But it'd be very, very interesting to see how they play. If they play the way the modern game's going, a lot more quick plays, running the ball around, or are they just going to stick to what made Alisson and Bruno so successful? Yeah, can you play that game with somebody like Evandro, though? Like, Evandro is, what, best part of seven feet tall? And I think with Brazil, the way that they've run is that Pedro Bruno have all, like, they're a small team nowadays, and Pedro's a small blocker, and they don't really run the ball around. And I think they've been punished because of that in some ways. And I think that Brazil have always prided themselves on ball control. Being a traditionalist yeah. as such. But yeah, they've always prided themselves on ball control. And now they've they've not been found out because of other teams getting more physical. But surely the, the teams that are winning on the World Tour are the teams with the best blockers. And Evandro is maybe... Oh, best server, best blocker, like best attacker. He's won quite a few accolades on this domestic tour and international. Like he's phenomenal and it's so easy to get swept up and talk about how great Evandro is because everything he does is it's impact it's yeah. brash it's powerful and it's appealing but then Bruno's finesse and skill of the ball the way he covers so much of the court and just reads is probably undersold as such because it's not as flash but together they're going to be a phenomenal pair I think so I think the problem with maybe Evandro will be consistency I think he, yeah. he's he's unbelievable from the service line but it's almost like Concord. Like, when it goes, it gets there quick, but is it going to be the most reliable? Is it, is it going to crash on you? Maybe, but that's what you're dicing with. Like, with Alisson, you'd say that probably he could be the better all-round player, but is Evandro going to be a better point scorer? And that's what you're saying from... Yeah, I, yeah I would agree. I mean, 
for sure. I think Evandro is probably going to be the better point scorer. Allison again, like phenomenal plays, won it all really, hasn't he? I mean, but they they obviously hit that plateau after the Rio Olympics, and something had to change. Um, it's not worked out well for well, say well, not worked out the way they probably would have hoped with Pedro for Bruno. I think with the depth of the men's game, it's just getting more hard or harder, sorry, to dominate like the way Allison and Bruno did in the whole build-up and Todd and Phil of the US team. So for that guy who's going to show up for one tournament and just be mind-blowing, I put I put my house on the Van Yeah, sure. I, I agree. If there's one guy that could rock up to an Olympics and serve serve your team to to a gold, it could be that team. But also, like, he... He has got long levers. He's not as fast as other blockers. He doesn't read the game quite as well as a Mole or a Stoyanovsky. But if he's serving you out of system 70% of the time, you don't need to be the best blocker in the world because you've got Bruno playing defence. Exactly. And he doesn't. with Bruno, he doesn't necessarily have to be getting six blocks a set. If he's directing the ball towards Bruno or giving Bruno easy reads, like that man, his conversion rate is unreal. Be ridiculous. So it's exciting. Like I'm obviously excited to see how it goes and I look forward to watching like the major series and seeing how they play especially like again like against Mole and Sorum like you said who have been phenomenal and then the other big teams that are coming around like Phil and Todd no doubt will be there yeah it's um, going to be the Russians have proven how great they are in pre-season with doing so well in De uh, Haag yep. De Haag sorry it'd be super interesting because the best thing about the men's game at the moment is so many variations of the way people play yep. and so much depth so I think like the top twenty teams, anyone can really beat anyone. Yeah, and I think this has just put Bruno back on back in the public eye. Yeah, for all, sure. all all of a sudden, Bruno Pedro took I think don't quote me seventeenth or a ninth in the Hague, but with Evandro, that they'll be at the top again. Like you said, like Evandro's probably going to get more aces than he does blocks. Yep, I would and, say because when that serves on, it's on. Like, yeah. It's phenomenal. And the best teams in the world at the moment carry the best blocker, and that yeah. and that's. Mole making loads of blocks. They Absolutely. might not be the best side-out team, but because he makes six to seven blocks a set, and Stoyanovsky's the same. In other news, going on nicely, rapidly, from uh, the beach, the Italian Cup final happened last weekend. It was an absolute storm, mate. I was watching it. It was... Uh, yeah, you were saying, you were putting out the highlights for me. Unreal. Like running, a, having the outside player come and run a middle ball really quickly to fling it to five, or run a 50, a backcourt attack through five on yeah. match point. Yeah, Leon just... Just like absolutely balling. Got massive balls, Leon. <laughs> he has and massive. Free and wild. <laughs> he, he has massive balls. He, well, it was Lube versus Perugia in star-studded final, and that's with like Trentino in that cup and yeah. Medena as well. So, so Italian volleyball, half good team, um, unbelievable, and two 0 to Lube. Bruno's pulling strings, setting really well. The Checo is. Struggling a little bit. Leon is kept quiet due to good serving. Short on Leon as well at times. Bruno especially. And then they've just flung it around. Like 3-2. Three uh, three uh, clutch time in the fourth. Um, Leon's gone back and just served like an absolute Trojan. Just like he did for Zenit last year in clutch time. He doesn't miss. He scores aces. He just delivers. Well, they say, don't they? Like big moments, big players. Just the big guys. And that's why they get paid the big dollar and we don't. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's, 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 <laughs> that's why we paid a big dollar yeah, to That's play. why we paid a big dollar to, to, to watch them. Absolutely crazy. Talking of Lube, um, they're going out again. Actually, we record on a Wednesday and we release on a Friday. So actually, the CV have released the one to watch 
which is this evening. It's Lube versus Medena in the CEV Champions League. And that's another game that's going to be worth a watch. Lube have now lost their seventh straight cup final at the weekend. And they're really going to have to bounce back. And one trainer has come out in the press saying they have to let that one go. And they have to focus on the championships they can win. But Lube really need to break the duck of seven straight losses in all competition finals. It's the hardest one, isn't it? When you when you start to lose many cup finals or big games as such, it becomes a bit of a burden almost. Like everyone talks... I mean, everyone can name a team where they've struggled to get over the line as such, but when it does come, kind of hopefully... You hope the floodgates will open for them where they can be dominant. They've got such a good team. Yeah. Like the Cubans... And again, it was just such an advert for Italian volleyball. But Lube have got like... Robert Landy Simon, who's in everyone's Dream 7. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> They've yeah. got Juan Terena, Sokolov, who was phenomenal in those opening sets as well. Just can't get over the line. Yeah, you just hope when it comes, many more championships will come with it. I mean, to a much lower lower level, I think most people who play sport have all had that rut, all that, that, that hard part to get past. Losing sucks. It does suck, man. But you just... You got to trust in the system, haven't you? They've got to back the coach. You got to back what they're doing because it's obviously getting to that point. And I'm sure, hopefully, there won't be an eighth or ninth. But like you said, it's a great advertisement for Italian volleyball, for which sure. is kind of like taking a back burner to a few of the other leagues in Europe recently. But the way it's well over the past few years, but the way it is turning into is like it's incredible. Like you say, the names are in that league and the games oh, are unreal. And there's like four or five fantastic teams. Best league in the world, bar none. Odd teams, Zenit. Um, yeah, Zenit Kazan, Zenit St. Petersburg, uh, yeah. Fakel in, in Russia is strong, but as an all star league, yeah, exactly. That's, the, that's the one to watch. Yeah. So, this week, moving on from the news, we are in for a real treat. It's a little bit of a change of direction compared to our earlier episodes. We talk to two players in the first year of their contracts, living two completely different experiences. The first interview is with Brendan Sander, yes the brother of American outside player playing for Sada Cruzario, Taylor Sander, formerly of Lube as well. Brendan Sander's playing for Lube this year, mostly from the bench, but he's playing alongside the likes of Bruno, Robert Landy-Simon, and all those superstars that we just spoke about a moment ago. Anna Husinio is playing for Puerto Rico, and she's playing in her first season professionally in Kazakhstan for Alte. She's obviously finding it a little bit tougher and she's really having a great life experience but first we're going to hear from Brendan Sander we caught up with him just a couple of months ago at the World Club Championships Brendan how's life? Life's great um, first year with the uh, pro team especially Lube is amazing, an amazing experience uh, I'm learning a lot this year definitely and uh, it's nice to kind of get out of the USA and learn how Europe kind of plays like the Euro- European way of playing volleyball so it's nice to get some experience with that. Yeah well I mean how did Lube come around like Lube is near enough a dream first contract? Yeah actually uh, one of their outsides that they had signed had gotten hurt and I had originally signed with Verona um, which is another club in Italy and um, some things ended up happening and there were a lot of outsides on that team and so we thought it would be better if I came to Lube. Um, Verona would have been a great place to play. I'm really stoked that they wanted me to play for them and really happy about it. But um, ultimately, Verona or Lube was a good choice for me to go. 
and uh, I'm learning a ton from some of the greatest players in the world. Yeah, you've joined at the same time as Bruno, um, the Cubans, Lille and Simon, and yeah, yeah. but then you've got Juan Terena, yeah. you've got Sokolov, like you, you're really in a playground of the best players. Like, yeah. What, what, the, what does that look like on a daily basis? It's amazing. I mean, there's a lot of older guys on this team, and I'm very young. I'm only 22, so um, I get a lot of information from these guys, things I would never have even thought of, and so it's nice to have their experience to pass down to me a little bit and so I can learn as quickly as possible and improve my game as quickly as possible. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Working with working with some of these players on the daily yeah, basis yeah. Is, is, is crazy. Um, you mentioned the differences in European volleyball. Can you name a couple of them? So you said you're learning um, what vo European volleyball is all about. Like, It's not something in particular, I think. I think just the USA way of playing is kind of... Um, all really tied together. Like when we play for USA Volleyball, it's like all of us are super close. And here it's it's nice. Like we're all still close and have fun together and everything like that. But um, I don't know. It's just a different demeanor than USA Volleyball. I can't exactly pinpoint it, but um, yeah, it's different and it's fun to learn their way and also have mm. the USA way. Yeah, it's a, it's a great first contract to come yeah, into. Yeah. What's um, obviously straight from BYU, um, yeah. how much do you feel any any pressure following your brother's footsteps to Lube? Was that a thought or is it something that you keep completely um, separate? I mean, I've done that pretty much my whole life. <laughs> I went to BYU just after he went to BYU and then um, just coming into the USA gym after he's came into the USA gym. it's I definitely have pressure on me to like improve and represent our name, our Sander name. Um, but... It's not like I, I've kind of I'm kind of used to it now. Um, a lot of people look at me and they're like, "Oh, he may not be as good as his brother yet, or like he's gonna get there, or something like that." But um, yeah, I'm kind of used to it, and I'm comfortable with the player that I am. And so yeah, That's it's fun having a brother that is really good, and I can get information for volleyball and stuff so yeah. how's the dynamic there are you quite a close relationship and you talk quite a lot even though yeah, he's, yeah. He's I, to Brazil? I'm actually really bummed that they ended up losing and not aren't going to go to the next round in Poland because I wanted to see him pretty bad but um it's it's okay I mean sometimes you don't have the best matches and sometimes other teams have the best matches in the world and it doesn't work out um but yeah we're really close uh summers are awesome playing on the same team and yeah, we got to go to Hawaii together with our whole family, actually, Amazing. except my sister. But um, yeah, it was really fun to just hang out with them and play together. And it's awesome. That's awesome. The dreams to have Sander and Sander outside for the USA. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I just got to get there. That's the that's the goal. That's what I'm pushing for. Yeah, I guess we're, we're not far away from Tokyo. You, you have more cycles on top of Tokyo anyway coming coming your way. Like you're, you're so young at the start of your career. But Tokyo, with the way that USA program's going, would be exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's the goal um, as an athlete is to get to the Olympics, and obviously I'm pushing for that right now, and I'm working extremely hard to get to that that spot. Um, but yeah, that's just a ton of motivation for me to keep working hard every day, even in practice, just pushing as hard as I can in the weight room, and improving every single way that I can. Yeah, well, you seem to be at a, such a great club, but also the national team is just growing still. Yeah. So it looks like the future's future's pretty bright. But thank you very much for your time. Yeah, um, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, I look forward to following you. It's going to yeah. be awesome. Brendan Sander, 
some would say he's lucky, but you make your own luck, and he's obviously got a lot of talent to play for Lube at such a young age. Yeah, absolutely. Like you make your own luck, and you only make your luck through hard work. And with everything he said in that interview, I mean, Lube is a great opportunity, and he he realizes that absolutely. I mean, all he's talked about in that whole interview is about how he's learning as much as he can to improve himself, but still has his eyes focused on like the targets coming up for this cycle, like he said in Tokyo in that interview. So. It's pretty awesome. Like that's a, that's an awesome insight to his uh, mindset. Could, could you imagine? There's so many players that have to work their way up the ranks of professional volleyball. Some of our friends are Austria, Germany, playing low, lower league professional volleyball. But this guy's come straight out of BYU, and he's gone straight into Lube. And he said, like, he gets to be around the likes of Bruno, the Cubans, and they just the comment I liked was they just say things I'd never even thought about. And that's experience, and that's going to make him learn quick. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's just going to get better and better through taking as much as he can. It's the way it should work, really. Like the older players pass on to the younger, and like, and like that's a continuous cycle. So when he's at the end of his career, think of the knowledge he's going to have and the experiences that he's done. And he's just starting, so like tracking him is going to be such an exciting thing for a fan or like for the next coming for the league season really like when he gets his shot he's definitely going to take it and whether Sander and Sander can play outside would be a proud moment for that family obviously Taylor Sander is already a legend of the game and he's only in his mid to late 20s anyway but going forward our next interview is with Anna Husinio and I first came across Anna commentating at the world championships in Japan where she was playing for Puerto Rico and then I was about to commentate on Alte Volleyball Club of Kazakhstan in the FIVB World Club Championships. And I thought, hang on a minute, I know that name. And it was Susinio. So I managed to chase her down to find out about her first year of professional volleyball and what that looked like moving from the United States where she was living to all of a sudden being in Kazakhstan with a completely new life ahead. Anna, thank you so much for joining us. Course. Busy year for you, World Championships for Puerto Rico and then coming here with Alte and playing in the World Club Championships. Two big, yeah, two big competitions. Yeah, and my first time playing on that kind of a stage, that big. Um, it was a long summer for me. I played um, around five tournaments with the Puerto Rican national team. Started in May, we had May, we had like two in June or maybe it was two in July and had a little break and then five weeks of training for the Japan for the World Championships and then turn around from Japan um, to Kazakhstan. So it was like fly home, had two days to fly home, had like one day in Puerto Rico, one day in Orlando, which is actually where my parents live, and then fly back to the side of the world. And it's really crazy. That's crazy. So for Puerto Rico, you obviously spent the whole summer preparing yes. for the World Championships. Let's, let's start with that. Good experience? Um, good experience overall, I think. For me, like, in later, I can look back and say, like, oh, I'm glad I went through all that, but it was very up and down for me. How did you find the performances? How did you feel that yourself you performed, but also the result as well? Um, well, okay, so I kind of divided it to, like, everything before Japan and then Japan, yeah. but I felt that it was not... Um, a good performance year for me. I felt like I was very, like, up and down. You know, I've not I'm not like consistent and I'm I was trying to um get an offer to play abroad you know yeah. and so I was just kind of like you know sometimes I'd play sometimes I wouldn't sometimes you know 
it was just very like up and down couldn't kind of get in a rhythm and then I think those five weeks before Japan we had new staff not that the old staff was bad at you know like we were working well with them too but it was just a a different um, way of working and I think we felt pretty good going into Japan and then I had some good opportunities there to play yeah for sure and results wise correct me if I'm wrong second round we got to the um, second yeah, round got around the first round and which that's... was our goal you know it's uh, I think we made it the furthest that Puerto Rico has gone in a world championship which is good that's impressive step by step mm-hmm. Thank what you. was your what was your fondest memory who were you playing against or what, what happened where you looked to yourself and you just went Hey, this is this is my life. You know, I think our first match against Brazil, like that first set, you know, we played it pretty well, and it was it was just like um, when I was younger, you know, even still now, like I YouTube this video is like uh, 2012 Olympics, and it's like Brazil versus USA, or you know, or medals that I look up to, like Thaisa, and, and I'm I playing in their pool, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm playing against them, so that was like the coolest thing, or being across the net from Milena and stuff like that. Yeah, that's really Rasich, cool. Just, and that's cool, right? It's happened again right here. Okay. It's, it's kind of been a cool thing to mentally be like, okay, like, you know, like I'm on the same stage as them. You know, it's not like not that far off, you know? No, 100% not. And you've already started to. Yeah, you, 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 Obviously, they have like way more experience than I do and are so much better. But, you know, I'm, that, I'm on the stage how now. How old are you? 24. Yeah, exactly. You've got loads of time. <laughs> you've got yeah, loads yeah. of time at this level. That's, that's immense. So you go from Puerto Rico, you have zero time, and then you're back into training. But how did, first of all, this contract pop up? So Alte, for our listeners, uh, six-time Kazakh champions, playing obviously in that league. But it's not really a league that is overly well publicized. It's just, yeah, it's there and, and it's a good level. It's just how did it come forward to you? It, um, I got the offer playing in Japan. So Kazakhstan was one of the teams in our pools. And actually the president of our club has a lot of players on the national team. And he was in Japan because he has a, a youth team that was scrimmaging in Japan. So he had to travel there anyways. And he was there for the first few games of that first round. And so he saw me play the first game against Brazil. And... The next day, he wanted to meet with me. So one of my teammates was already playing in Kazakhstan. And she said, hey, the president of Altai wants to talk to you. We talked, and it was my only offer at the time. It was a good offer. Um, so I took it. That's and it was when they told me Kazakhstan, like, okay, my only idea of Kazakhstan was the movie Borat. Yeah, I was, was going to ask you about <laughs> that. That was it. Like, I had yeah. no idea. I knew it was going to be cold, and... But really, I didn't know much like about the level. They told me that I was gonna have a good coach, and to me, like that was like the most important thing. Like I just wanted somewhere where I could, you know, like practice a lot, get better. Yeah, and then Panchenko, you've got a Olympic gold medalist as a player. Mm-hmm. Helping. Yeah. Yeah. But actually, he, so he is not my coach in the Kazakhstan league. I so Altai has two teams. This is like the one team I actually play for the second team. Oh really? Yes. So you have two teams in the league. Yes. And how both come... from the same club? Okay, so you have a you have an A team and a B team. Exactly. Okay, so this is just complicated, but we're but we're yeah, getting yeah. there. Um, so I play on the second team. Yeah. So does Sylvia Popovich. Okay. And my teammate from Puerto Rico, Julie. Oh really? So, so you're she's only not allowed to have week, three right? foreign players on a team in Kazakhstan. 
but what that does do is make you stronger at this competition as well to, to have you all together is that the idea yeah 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 <laughs> okay yeah that's that's so nice. but my coach actually we had a change of coaches again in altai and uh, my coach is marco he's one of the staff from the serbian team serbian okay. national team okay so he's and working he, with he's ter- been really good working with tersic he's yes. obviously quite experienced and yes, yes, now he's yes. coaching at fenerbahce isn't he i think the head coach of serbia i think oh the head coach yeah yeah, yeah. that's really cool uh, how is Kazakhstan? I've never been. I've been, been around it, but never been, never been to Kazakhstan. So where the city that I'm in, Uskamenogorsk or Askamen, is very. Sorry, can you say that again? Uskamenogorsk <laughs> is like the Russian name, and Uskamen I think is the Kazakh name for okay. it. It's very gray and cold, and there's air pollution, and there's not a ton to do. Yeah. And that's that's it. My life is basically my apartment, um, the club, like practice, back to my apartment, back to the club, sleep, yeah. that kind so of it's, it's that vo- kind of thing. It's volleyball, downtime, volleyball. Exactly, exactly. And, and how does what sort of personal challenges does that sort of bring forward for you? I mean, you, you're living in like, you're living in Orlando. Like Orlando is yes. unbelievable place to be distracted. Yes. Where do you go to in <laughs> yeah, the summer? <laughs> It's kind of like, what do I do with all this time? Um, and I think, especially having played in college, where you're like going out of class, you have like workouts, class, practice, tutoring, like you can't fit everything in a day. And now it's just just volleyball and rest. And it's kind of like, wow, I feel like I should be doing so much, you know? Um, but it, no, it's good to have that resting time. It's really important. And, and you can focus, I guess. Yeah, focus and uh, learn, like read. I have time to read things that I'm interested in, you know. What's the, uh, what's the food like? Hmm, not so good. <laughs> um, I mean, it's decent. It's, I eat like a lot of like white rice, pasta, chicken. It's like normal, just not the flavors that I'm used to. And like, you won't find like uh, Mexican food. You won't find Things like that that I love. <laughs> yeah, living living in the USA as well, Mexican food. Also breakfast, like I love breakfast, I love brunch, and they're not big on breakfast foods. Like yeah. in a hotel, you go to the breakfast buffet, and it's like like here like vegetables and lunch foods and stuff like that, and then some eggs. Like I like like eggs and French toast and everything, everything good. Yeah, but you feel that you're getting looked after on the whole. Yeah. Yeah. And but how do you? So other things, I'm trying to think of what people would think about living in Kazakhstan. How do you progress with the language and the, I, I mean, how's just your daily, daily life, daily it's, life it's in training and listening to the coach and all that jazz? not a lot of people there speak English. Actually, like on my team, me, Julie, who's my teammate, who speaks Spanish and English, so we can talk in either language. Um, then we have one teammate who speaks English and we have a few who say like you know like a few words and that's it and then our coach speaks our coach now speaks English the coach that we had when I first got here um, didn't speak English and that was so rough it was basically just, just play volleyball you know it's like hand gestures yeah okay be in or you know go this way go this way kind yeah. of thing um, look blocking angles and things hard. like that but yeah, nothing yeah. where you just feel like you're getting yeah. What you want out of training. Exactly. And then with Pachenko, he speaks a little. He speaks some English, and there's more girls who speak English on the team who can translate for me. So that helps a lot. But in the city, it's so hard. Like, 
barely anyone speaks English, even at a bank. Like, we had to go to the bank, try to transfer money to our bank at home, and no one could speak English. Like, how do you do that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, the simple, like, bare necessities become quite the struggle yeah. when, when you're in Kazakhstan. Yeah. That's really interesting. Quick question of what it's going through. Obviously, you went to university in Arkansas? Arkansas, correct? yes. Um, so your parents are used to not having you around. Yep. But how was that phone call in Japan when you went, oh, hey, mom and dad, I got a contract, and they were like, yeah, that's amazing, and you went, but it's in Kazakhstan. Did it go something like that? Yep, it <laughs> was, was kind of like, call? yeah, like, congratulations, but then it was like, what? Like, Kazakhstan? Like, let's uh, Google Maps, like, let's see where this city is. My dad's original reaction was like, oh, like, I'm so happy you got this offer, but, like, you know, like, maybe... Maybe it's better if you stay in Puerto Rico another year, kind of thing. Like, who knows, you know, like what that country's like, if it's safe, if you can even understand your coaches, stuff like that. Um, but I talked about it with my agent, and it was kind of like, well, this is the only thing I have right now. It's a pretty good offer, and I don't know, it felt right, you know, like when you have that, you know, like this is what I'm supposed to do feeling. I guess it's not just like a. Give me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's not like a, it's not just a volleyball journey, this one, is no, it? No, no, no. It's a completely, like, life-changing yes. growth yeah, yeah. thing. So if there's anything else that you've learned about yourself, like, please, it's like, uh, yeah, please share, because it's, it's really interesting. I think, I think living in Kazakhstan is hard. There's, like, a, it's easy to find things to complain about, you know? Yeah. Like, no one... You know, like, I can't communicate with my teammates or the, the style of play is so different. It's been, you know, everything's kind of, like, a lot slower and I'm having a lot of difficulty connecting with my setters. The play the play's so high, right? For yes, it's it, high. It's, it's really high. It's very right. sort of hitting over the top. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that. And all summer with Puerto Rico, we were kind of pushing, like, you know, like, be fast, be fast, be up before yeah. the setter has the ball kind of thing. Um, there's a, yeah, like I was saying, there's like a lot of things that I could complain about or kind of go crazy about, and it's been more of a, almost like a retreat and like an opportunity for me to practice like managing myself like emotionally, mentally, and like being okay with things and, and working through these things. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It's really, it really, the, the whole story reading my notes, just having covered you before and being impressed with Puerto Rico for and how they've improved for the last four years since I yeah. covered them before to now being here and I was like oh wow yeah, yeah, yeah that's amazing thank you so much for your time thank you and um we'll keep up with your progress for sure very different absolutely I mean Mr Sander is all about how he's learning off others and experience a real like volleyball journey and in your interview I think he summed it up pretty well like she's definitely more on a life journey and learning more about herself and her her own boundaries and where her wins and ops are almost yeah you can imagine getting that call from Kazakhstan and just genuinely the just the culture is different in every way shape or form so there's no good or bad or right or wrong but you you, the adaption of your day-to-day life is just incredible and that's what she's going through yeah I mean she's stuck in a Kazakhstani volleyball bubble and in comparison again to the to Sanders and Lube it's he's surrounded by volleyball people and he's saying like the dynamic is great between his like club team a bit different to the national setup whereas she's saying she's having trouble with the language barrier not having so much free time but not a lot to do with it 
it's just two completely very different journeys. Yep, and the volleyball is very far apart because oh, where Puerto Rico so. play quick, Alte do play really slow. Again, no right or wrong, just a very different well, approach. I think she summed up perfectly, like the culture of the volleyball as such. Like, and if Kazakhstan volleyball, I mean, she's at probably the, one of the most successful clubs in Kazakhstan. So successful they have two teams in the top division. Yeah, they, they crush it. And yeah, like you said, I guess it's just testing her to be adaptable then they play that style of ball but then come back obviously to Puerto Rico for the summer and do a great job and not be any slower yeah I've got this like vision of like <laughs> this is not true but Brendan Sander sat on the beach with one terrainer sat there topless drinking margaritas in, in the sun <laughs> and then I've got this vision of Anna Hesenio who's just going to training and coming back every day so it's it's been crazy but it shows again that volleyball and the path to success very different and actually you can learn in every situation no matter what league or team you're playing in and it's more about self-development and both of them have touched on that they're both about learning and what they can learn out of the situation and that's crucial for an athlete oh 100 percent. like if you can't be adaptable and a bit independent and have a bit of a to- autonomy then you're not gonna really do very well i guess i we have friends who have gone abroad and played and had the same struggles in the sense that they have a lot of free time what to do and I know like I used to joke around with a friend of mine who went and played in Sweden and he would always tell me like when the winter came what you would do you would either play on your Xbox or Playstation or get a girlfriend and that was it because there was nothing else to do other than play volleyball train volleyball yeah professional athletes on the male side at least are very very good on, get on the consoles, on, on yeah. the consoles. <laughs> even if they're not getting much game time they're very good on the consoles that was a very very good in uh, good interviews a good episode and a slightly different approach but hopefully a lot of our listeners will have a bit of maybe just support for both athletes and they'll know what they're going through in the early stages of being a professional athlete that's all we've got time for thanks for coming in guys thanks for covering for cam no worries thanks yeah. for having me um, i'm sure you'd be happy to have cam back but it's been real fun cheers louis and cam for being vacant absolutely not it's been awesome Make sure you follow us, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Freeball, the Volleyball Podcast. And you know that we're coming back next week. We've got a couple of heavy-hitting episodes on the way. We don't want to tell you who they are just yet, but they're big stars. Thank you very much, and keep listening. And keep, please, subscribing, supporting, and pass the blimmin' pod.